Hey, it's Eric G. Around the House is sponsored by Baldwin Hardware. For 75 years, Baldwin Hardware has been known for its first-class quality and craftsmanship in door and cabinetry hardware. As an alumnus of the Baldwin Hardware Design Council, I can say I have seen the details and quality from design to the finished product. If you're looking for a new style and old-world craftsmanship, I can tell you there is only one Baldwin Hardware. Check out what would look great in your home at baldwinhardware.com. It's Around the House. The new person out there that you need to have on your job site is the integrator. Nice. And I know a lot of people are going, who the heck is that? (laughs) That integrator is that person that's going to come on the job site that is going to make sure that you have all the low voltage wires going where they need to go. They're going to make sure that the internet works in all corners of the house. They're going to make sure that All of your new stuff that comes in your house plays well together. So when the garage door company comes out to put the new garage doors in the garage door opener, that garage door is gonna work with your system. When it comes to remodeling and renovating your home, there is a lot to know, but we've got you covered. This is Around the House. Welcome to Around the House with Eric G and Caroline B. You're a one-stop for home improvement every single week. Thanks for joining us. Hello, Caroline. How are you doing? That's the question. I'm doing better. I'm doing better. And full disclosure, guys, had a wonderful time in Florida, and I brought back a Florida parting gift, COVID-19. Not even funny, but he's been sick. You've been sick. Admit it. Yeah, I've been powered through it. I've been sick, mm-hmm. no question. No, Julie has too, so we've both been pretty sick. So it, uh, luckily though, uh, you know, it's been just like for us a bad cold, you know. So it's been that kind of cold flu bug is what it feels like with you know some different side effects, but you know it hasn't been dangerous for either one of us. So that's a good thing. Thank God. Thank God. Yeah, but no, yeah, you're doing really you well. What, yeah, you've talked to me every day, so it's, you know, I have good days and bad days, and I'm on the on the mend now, so that's good, and uh, all is well. But I tell you what, um, some of the remodels I did this last year were lifesavers, like my steam shower, and we talk about my shower. <laughs> you Man, I shower. did not realize the value when I put it in. When you've got a cold or you're not feeling well, so what, I, what I've been doing, and, and they do this twice a day, and I'm not a doctor, so if you're a doctor out there and saying <laughs> this is a horrible thing to do, guess what? I am not giving medical advice on this show. I'm telling my story about what I'm doing, so there. But I literally would go in there, and I would take a couple drops of uh, eucalyptus oil, put it right at the, in the little well that they have for the steam generator on there, and I would drop a little bit of eucalyptus oil in there and then crank that thing up to 114 degrees and spend, you know, 20 minutes in the steam shower. And man, coming out of there, I would always feel reinvigorated and my head is clear and it just would flush out all of that, you know, just stuff he had. And it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And you sent Julie in there. Julie was the first one to get sick. So Eric popped her in there right away, like a, like some bread in an oven. He's like, get in the steam shower. Yep. 
And it, it just, it, it, it was a difference maker because, you know, when you're not feeling good, you feel crummy, getting in there and just getting it where you can just breathe again and feel good. That was a huge deal for me and it was a huge deal for her. So that was a, definitely a lifesaver. And it's not like if I didn't have that, I could go to my gym or something. I've been, you know, closed up at the house because I don't want to give it to mm-hmm. anybody else. And just throw so some brand names out. Throw a brand name out for some steam showers so people can check oh. it out. Yeah, I've got the Thermosol system in there, and that is uh, their uh, well, total wellness package. It is wonderful. There's a lot of other steam shower brands out there that are good, too. But for me, Thermosol was the one. And, uh, you know, I could get in there and really control the temperature, and it gives out really quick steam. And, uh, yeah, I just go in there and just like oven, just like the oven, I'd go in there and just bake it up for a little bit. And uh, <laughs> Nice. Ah, felt so good. And I was doing that twice a day and it definitely helped. We got to talk at some point. No, we've never talked about it since I've been on the show, but I'm dying to get a sauna and like how to build a sauna and really do it right. Because that's another thing that I think when you're sick, so helpful just to detox. Oh, yeah. The heat. You know, it's and that's the thing, you know, you think about saunas, you know, you've got you've got dry heat, you've got moist heat, you've got all these different ways from steam showers to saunas to do things. And a lot of different woods, right? So they deal, I mean, they use a lot of poplar, I think. And then you can use, um, I, I think cedar, but that's what Cedar's we need to a discuss. Big one. Redwoods one. There's a lot of different mm-hmm. stuff. I'm not sure about poplar. Um, I haven't seen one, but you know, I'm a West coast guy. So mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the, you know, it's, it comes down to really trying to control the environment in there. And so many times saunas are a, or a unit that you like, install in you know what i mean where you've got that get it in there and it's almost a pre-made system that you put in for residential use versus what you'd have at a a big gym or medical facility like in europe i mean they custom do these in everybody's house it's just like a staple you know if you go to europe like oh just let's get in the sauna and we have one in our home i love that so steam sauna it's all good to me yeah i just love that high humidity for me it was really what just cleared my head and make it so I could function during the week. So it was impressive. And then I could watch, you know, my TV shows and news or whatever, catch up on the world while I was doing it. So I was getting spoiled. Anyway, so other than that, uh, yeah, just been uh, cranking through work and taking a little bit of R&R when I can. So it, uh, you know, feeling good and definitely back on the men. So by the time you hear this, I'm sure I'll be at 100%. Let's talk a little bit about home tech. Can we? Yeah, absolutely. You know, when I was at Design and Construction Week, and this is where kind of like the Consumer Electronics Show or CES, this is where many of the new home products come out and you get to see them for the first time. So companies that are that have home electronics and home stuff as well, they tend to release a little bit at CES and then they release the rest of it Design and Construction Week. The cool thing this year is it wasn't so much the new products that we saw. It was the kind of the keyword for this year is interoperability. Nice word. Yeah. So it's, here's the thing. When you're talking about home tech, and this is what we're going to talk a little bit about today. When you're talking about home tech, the problem that you run into is that many times you have 24 apps on your phone to run all the smart home stuff, right? Oh, it's awful. Yeah. And you really want to have a smart home hub that runs that. So you have a one-stop shop. So you don't have to have all those apps that you use. And to be honest, we talked about this a lot 
The thing that I don't like about quote unquote smart home tech is it's not smart many times because you have to go through and you walk into a room and instead of touching the light switch, you're like, hold on, <laughs> let me get the app for that. So and you're looking consuming. through your phone, you're going in the folder. <laughs> and I'm like, man, you could have just hit the light switch faster. That's 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 dumb smart home tech. I think that's why I don't have a lot of. Oh, God. I, I think that's why I don't have a lot of smart tech things because I hate the apps. I hate having to look through the app. It's so cumbersome. It takes time. So you are telling me about these hubs and these apps that sort of combine everything. So I think it would be great for the listeners to know what you're using and how you're bypassing all those nasty apps. And Absolutely. Yeah, that's the thing with, with smart home hubs. And that's one of the ways to do this. And that's really the main way to do it. When we come back, we'll talk about that. I do have one question for you, Caroline, though. What smart home things do you have around your house? I've got the basic stuff that everybody's got. You know, Alexa, and I've got the Ecobee with the voice sensor, and I've got the electronic blinds. But I kind of stay away from it because I'm a little, I'm a little suspect of one how much people can watch me. Not that I'm doing anything bad, but I just get that kind of feeling like, you know, how much information do I want out there? And then the other thing is I'm lazy. Mm -hmm. I don't like dealing with all the apps. Gotcha. So if you could get it where you had a one-stop shop in your house where you just opened one app up and you could control everything, you'd be maybe more likely to use smart smart home tech if it was secure and you could run it. Yep, and use it user friendly. Maybe we can get you a little farther. See, you keep trying to get me to get a little healthier, and I'm going <laughs> yeah, to try to get you a little techier. See? I like tech. I mean, I'm you know me. I like the CES. Oh, yeah. I love the show. I mean, I'm so into tech and cars and all that. But when it comes to my house, I'm like I do have to say I'm a little hesitant just because of security and safety. And um, but with Gary, you know, remember Gary was on talking about yeah. cybersecurity. I think there's got to be ways to make it more secure. There are. We'll talk about that just as soon as Around the House returns. Around the House with Eric G. and Caroline B. where We've been talking home improvement every single week, and you should be tuning in every single week. And if you don't, just catch it on the podcast, hit the subscribe button, and guess what? It'll show up, and you can listen to us, including that midweek special. Hey, Caroline. Hey, hey. So talking about talking. home tech. Yeah. And how I'm lazy, and I don't want to... <laughs> have to go in and like maneuver all these apps. It just gives me more stuff I have to do in a day. So I want it simple. Make it simple for me and I'll do it. So up until now, I've always said that you should figure out your your smart home plan of the things you want to add around that smart home base, that hub, right? That is the one app that you can run. It's kind of like the master control for your house. So you don't have to have all these different apps to run things. And so for my house, I went with Samsung Smart Things because it's probably the most retail friendly and has the most options for companies that play well with it, right? Mm. So I can put in all these different, you know, 
things. And so you have to almost think about a smart home hub is that universal language that will work with all the different smart home devices around. So when you look at, you know, when you look at a box, for instance, there's all these different kind of languages that your smart home pieces use. Maybe it's on Wi-Fi. Maybe it's Bluetooth. Maybe it's using a language called Zigbee or Z-Wave. Those are two different compatibilities of how things communicate. And that's what I like about the Samsung smart things is it uses both, you know, all of those to work with that. So it has a lot of different things, including Nest and all those different things. And so it's kind of cool how it all plays together. So when you put this app, it goes on your phone, I'm assuming, right? So the app's on your phone and then these devices will automatically connect to it and it'll allow them to infiltrate the app and adapt them just like a Bluetooth would. It finds that particular device. Yeah. And so what happens is, is that when you load that up and now here's one change that's happened, Samsung has let a third party come in and start to use and create this hub. And so if you have the smart things platform out there, uh, it's also made by AOTEC, A-E-O-T-E-C, smart home hub. And so it's about 135 bucks. It's really cool. But once you load this hub up, get it going, then you can start adding all your smart home things into it. Hmm. And so that way you can create things. What I like about smart home hubs, and we've talked about this in previous episodes, is I can program all these different things to happen around my house. So for instance, when I go to bed at night, if I want certain lights on outside, certain lights to be off, if I want lights on, you know, what, what do I want to happen when I go to bed every night. Mm. So I can go through and hit it. So I hit the good night button that I've created on my smart things hub. It does all these 20 different things for me. So I don't have to go, Oh, it's nighttime. I got to do this, 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 this. That's fabulous. That way I know the doors are always locked without having to go check them. Right. Mm. Your blinds can be closed. I know the garage door is shut. Yeah, Mm. Absolutely. And so you can set that up. You can also set the lights to be at whatever dimming you want. So if you want like a hallway light just to be low dim, you can set it. So when you hit goodnight, it takes it to that. Mm. And it just sets it really well. That's where it's kind of cool. So if you like at your house, you could set it if you had your blinds were compatible. And I don't know if they are or not, but if they were, you could set it where it automatically closes some blinds, opens others, or closes them all. And you don't have to go through and resettle those blinds. You can hit good night. Yeah, that's nice. And so there's a lot of little things that you can do that with. And so that's where that hub is really the key. Does thermostat also go in there? Yeah. Yes. Many of the, uh, the thermostats will work with that as well. But to be honest, I set my thermostat in my thermostat. So rarely do I change the thermostat through my hub. Hmm, Just because I've got it pretty much set up. I don't have to change it anymore. I I know what it needs to be. It's set up. It's smart. It's it's doing its own thing. So for me, that's probably the least used feature on a smart home hub for me is my thermostat because it's already set up and it's working. So give me some ideas of things that would go on there because like I'm thinking about my house, right? So I have an Ecobee thermostat, so that probably wouldn't be on there. My blinds would be a huge thing. If you had door locks, that could be Mm -hmm. a big thing. Garage door openers, that could be a big thing. 
uh, light switches, uh, especially on exterior light switches. You never remember to, you never forget to turn them on or turn them off because you have, have it happening. You know, you can create it. So at sunset, I want them to turn on at sunrise or a half hour beyond sunrise. I want them to turn off. See, I would love so that. You can go through. We've yeah. got a bat spotlight. Bats love our house. So we have this huge mm-hmm. spotlight to prevent the bats from coming. And I like, hate having to go outside, unplug this huge spotlight. I have it on a timer right now, which doesn't do well with the conditions outside. So I could put this all on the timer. It would be awesome. Yeah. yeah. And Lutron makes, if it's just a regular 110 outlet, Lutron makes mm-hmm. an exterior plug that goes in line to that. So you could just plug it in all the time nice. and then it would control that. That's so you I never need. have to go outside to do that. And so now mm-hmm. you're just doing it. Good night, that thing, or you just have it set up that at dusk it comes on and at sunrise it goes it off. It goes off. I would and be then you're good. So you never have to do that. It's just, it's stuff you don't have to remember to do. So that's where that's really helpful. And, you know, I did a lot of speaking at the show. I gave, what, 16 seminars that I gave <laughs> to builders, remodelers, and designers. And the message I wanted to get across, we'll talk about some of the new things that happen here in the next segment, but I wanted to really start getting across that there's a new trade in the organization out there for people that are building and remodeling. You know, we all know that you need to have the plumber out. We all know you need to have the electrician out or even your HVAC tech, right? Mm -hmm. The new person out there that you need to have on your job site is the integrator. Nice. And I know a lot of people are going... Who the heck is that? (laughs) That integrator is that person that's going to come on the job site that is going to make sure that you have all the low voltage wires going where they need to go. They're going to make sure that the internet works in all corners of the house. They're going to make sure that all of your new stuff that comes in your house plays well together. So when the garage door company comes out to put the new garage doors in the garage door opener, that that garage door is going to work with your system. And then the most important part of that whole thing is, is when it's all done and installed, they're the ones that are going to help you to make sure it's all working correctly. And they're also going to be your tech support at the end. And you, and you told me something before we did the show, I was talking to Eric about, you know, how much of this is DIY? How much of it do you have to go and actually hire an integrator? And your answer was kind of interesting. You didn't give me the answer that I thought you would say. I, I mean, I'm not an integrator. I don't pretend to be one. I speak about it a lot and I'm teaching builders, remodelers, and designers about it. But let's be honest. If I'm building a new house, I'm hiring an integrator because I'm hiring that plumber. I'm hiring that electrician. They're going to be coming out and doing it. And I'm going to let them use their expertise to make mm-hmm. sure that my house is working perfectly. Now, when we come back, let's talk a little bit about integrators and how you find them. And some of the new things that are going to be coming up as well in smart home tech, they're going to make life easier and let everybody play well together. We'll do that just as soon as Around the House returns. And you're listening to Around the House with Eric G.
Welcome back to Around the House with Eric G and Caroline B. This is not your grandfather's home improvement show. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, Caroline, we've been talking about home technology and all the cool stuff that we were talking about at Design and Construction Week for 2022. We're talking integrators. I love that word. Integrators. Right? It's cool. It is that new trade that we see out there. You know, we have the HVAC tax. We've got your plumbers, electricians, all those people. And, and one of the first questions that I get from people is when does that integrator come into the process, mm, right? Yeah. When do they come in? They should be coming in when you have a set of plans. You should be bringing them in so they can have the discussion with the electrician and the plumber and that kind so of stuff. So that's on a new build. So that's new build, the point. They come in with all those guys. Even mm-hmm. remodel. Even remodel. If you've got a, those guys coming in and you're remodeling, maybe you're, you know, gutting this half of the house or you're doing a full-on, you know, large remodel. They should be in there and people go, well, why, why would you do that? Well, because many times all of these smart home things, you need some kind of power source, mm-hmm. right? So if you're bringing in and you have a, a high level security system that takes power for the cameras, that electrician needs to know where those boxes are going to be right around the outside of the Absolutely. house. If you're putting in a smart toilet, where's the power going to go next to the toilet, right? Or you're doing a smart shower. What kind of power does that need? And so many times that integrator is going to define where those outlets need to go to power things or where to, where are they going to have to run data cable? Because so many appliances these days are running off of Wi-Fi. But I'll be honest, if I have a smart refrigerator or a smart range or all those things, I would much rather plug that in and get a more secure connection than I would having it run on Wi-Fi. And I think this year, I mean, during COVID, it was the first year as an indoor air quality professional that I worked with an integrator. So we had to incorporate, they were incorporating all of the filtration and then also the HVAC, which was interesting because I that that word was the first time I think I had heard it, you know, probably going back, what, 2020? Yeah. 2020. So yeah. it's a big deal. So it's yeah. going to be also involved with your HVAC system. And all of that, which are what I consider to be your heart and lungs of the building. And sometimes here's what happens is you need to plan for it. Sometimes in a beautiful home, maybe you've got that big center fireplace that's got stone on it that goes all the way up, maybe through a vaulted Mm. ceiling. Those are gorgeous for your house, but they also are really tough to get Wi-Fi signals through. So now you have to plan to make sure that you've got, you know, either a mesh system or something around that. So you want to make sure that they are involved early in the process. Cause to be honest, that's going to save you money. And I don't care if you just want to have, you know, half a dozen or a dozen smart home things around there. I would bring that integrator in to make sure it's all going to work together and that you've got a system that's going to be expandable as things get smarter down the road. So I've got the big question for you. How do we find an integrator? I mean, where do we go to find this person? You know, one of the longest running organizations out there is CEDIA, and that's C-E-D-I-A. And they're the Custom Electronics Design and Installation Association. So they are one of the biggest groups out there. Now, there's another one out there that's fairly new compared to CEDIA which these guys are great too, the Home Technology Association. 
And so what's cool about what HTA is doing, and these guys both kind of play well together. So that's the nice thing is it's not like a McDonald's Burger King battle here or a Ford versus Chevy. They all kind of play nice together. But HTA has a certification process that they do that gives you different levels of certification on the project. Because let's be honest, if you and I were going to do a smart home and hire an integrator, we're not going to do that. Bill Gates. You know, Bill Gates, <laughs> you know, kind of smart home system, no. right? You know, we're not going to get that in. I'm not putting in a, a smart home system that's like a 30 or $50 million house. But I want to do something that's going to fit my needs in my house. So they've got different levels of integrator based upon their expertise and what they've trained for. And I think that's really valuable because I'll be honest, I don't need to have in my house this wild, crazy system. It would be nice, but I'm not going to, my budget doesn't account for no, that, right? No. You know, you, I'm, I'm thinking about something and maybe you can clarify this for me, but we had a lot of audio and video companies, you know, 10 years back that would come out and do specialized audio and video. Would integrators sort of in, take over that kind of thing too? Would they be involved with that? Or is it still you need an audio video guy separate or a girl separate from your integrator? They have taken, the integrator has taken over maybe a lot of that whole home sound stuff because there's so many new systems that are using wired right? or wireless connections that are part of that smart home system. It's different if I'm going to build right. a home theater, if I'm going to build a home you theater still need your and I'm an audiophile and I want to have that dialed in just perfectly. That's what I'm going to bring in that person. So it really comes down to what do you expect out of the finished product, right? Yeah. If I want to have my house have perfect audio everywhere, and I want to have it sound like I'm at the concert hall. I'm at the symphony. I want to have this just perfect in my house. I'm going to get a hold of that AV person, not my integrator, but I'm going to have those two work. That's what I was going to say. Sure now you probably well need both of them to work together because we've got all this advanced technology. Absolutely. Hmm. So you want to make sure those play well together. And, and of course there's integrators out there that do both, but that's my theory is that I would bring, you know, it, it as with anything, it comes down to your expectations. What are you trying to accomplish? See, in my house, I'm a music buff. So music room that's integrated. That's cool. You know, and then and there's some great systems out there for hearing. Like you're in the recording studio. I mean, uh, my buddy Pete's got one that is absolutely stunning that you could sit there in his living room and it sounds like you've got the band circled around you and you're right there in you could put a mask on and go, I'm there in the room playing with me. This is amazing. Well, that's like our client, Lynn, the one that you also worked with. Her husband, Dave, just built this mm -hmm. huge studio room above the garage. And I mean, it was quite an expense. And between the soundproofing and the integration and the technology and the, you know, all of that, it's amazing. That's all good. <laughs> I mean, that to me, that's a well-designed space. <laughs> this is where you got to bring in that professional. And it's just another trade that I want people to really think about out there. You want this stuff to work. And the problem though is, is, is you want it to work in three years or four years. You don't want to design it and go, Hey, I made it perfect for today. You want to design it. So you have the flexibility 
for the next generation of what what's going to happen because as we all know home technology is evolving every year that's really what it comes down to you need to design it so one it's going to work well for you but the next generation and some of that comes down to doing a lot of wiring i mean when in doubt and this is just one takeaway as well to make sure that you run wires where you need them you know my office here in my studio i have a cat5 wire coming out here so my internet connection is wired because i'm out in my garage my house was built in 1977 i have foil faced insulation great for heat back in the day but horrible with wi-fi <laughs> signals and it's an exterior wall and i've got a you know washer and dryer a heat pump water heater and an HVAC system. So that signal does not, and a fire door. So that signal does not want to go through there, that wired connection. So Caroline, when we come back, I want to talk a little bit more about your house and what you've got going on, but I want to talk about where the future holds and how we can best do this, even as a DIY, because there's so many things that are going to become easier for us to do. Let's do that just as soon as Around the House returns. Hi everybody, I'm Ari Kameen from Steven Adler's band and you are listening to Around the House with Eric G and the beautiful Caroline. Welcome back to Around the House with Eric G and Caroline B. This is not your grandfather's home improvement show. This is a new kind of home improvement every single week. Thank you for being a part of it. Caroline, we've been talking home technology and I'm kind of the home technology person you like it but you're kind of also fearful of it as well yeah i'm a little scared but i mean i think more it comes down to being lazy i don't like the apps i'm on my phone enough with texting and making sure we have social media and making sure i'm on for work and my clients any extra stuff that i have to use on the phone just becomes a nuisance so if i could just have it work for me real easily i would be totally open to it so one of the cool things that might be kind of a good one to play with, and I've got a few of these around my house, and it's a brilliant light switch. There's a lot of different types of lighting controls out there. But one little DIY tip for you is you might try putting one of these in. Now, they're a little expensive. They're a few hundred bucks for one of these things. But what's cool is they have a video screen on them, so you can now run other things around the house. It can also play like Alexa music on it. So if you hook that into your Alexa mm. and you want to have music, that can also play it out of there. I like that. Which is kind of cool. Uh, so you add that music to the house. It also will control that light switch as well in a smart home way. But the thing I like about it is, is that it actually has a camera built in. So it's also can be a video screen there where you can talk to somebody on the other side of the house. If they had a similar light switch there, or you can jump onto the app on your phone and you can see what's going on at your house. So if you had a light switch that was by the front door and you wanted to see what was going out the front, if you had clear glass, you could do that. You could also put it where you were looking at maybe out onto a back deck or something like that. And then you could kind of have a video camera of what's going on around your house without having a big security system. So it's kind of cool. And it's got a lot of security to it as well. 
So is this just one light switch or do you have to incorporate more than one or how does it go in and, and how does it install? Wires up just like a regular light switch and then you hook it up to your Wi-Fi. So no oh. different. But what's cool about that video feature is that if you don't want to use the video feature, it's got a little plastic door that you slide across the camera and there's no, you're physically doing it. And now they don't, they, they can't see out of it. So there's a privacy <gasps> function to it as well. See, those are Just for people mechanical. like me who think, don't want anybody spying on me. Yeah. And it's not like, and they're not like, you know, Alexa, where they're storing your, or any one of these other, you know, voice assistants, where they're AI. storing your data. That's good. These guys aren't doing that. They're just a camera system. So there's none of that storing that you have. So there's no way for it to spy. Yeah. That would have to be, or could I put that in the smart things app? You could put it in the smart things app. So I have that that controls my lights and I can see by the front door with it. Now, what I like about this, and I don't want to spend too much time on this switch, but they're good people and they've been on the show before. This is also good for that aging in place adult. So if you're trying to take care of a parent or a grandparent, mm, like you can that. put this in certain areas of the house that aren't hurting privacy. But let's say your grandma spends most of her time sitting there on the couch in the living room, watching TV or knitting or whatever, you know what I mean? Playing cards, whatever they're doing. You can have that so you can keep an eye on them if you want to, of course, with their permission and be able to see that they're doing okay. The other thing with smart home stuff is you can do too, is if you, if you set this up correctly, you can also tell if grandma has turned on the lights or grandpa has turned on the lights in the house, because if you hook up the smart home system correctly, you can go, Oh, well, we knew last night this light was off. Now it's on. Okay. They're up and moving around and you can look at it by just looking at the app. That's kind of cool. And that's the brilliant. That's brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant uh, light switch. Uh, you can get them just about anywhere. Uh, most places sell them. You can go over to uh, get them online as well. So they're, they're a pretty common nice. higher end retail light switch. Now, one thing that's going to really change how we do, this is the year of integration as we talked about earlier, right? We have a couple of things happening. We talked about the home technology association where we've got the HTA that is now taking all these brands like Samsung and GE and uh, all of these different brands, American Standard, Train, and they're sharing information so you'll be able to see these people work together and share technology, which is awesome. Matter is a new internet standard that's going to really fix how things operate together. And that's a technology called Matter, M-A-T-T-E-R? T-T-E-R, yep, exactly. So this is going to be the universal connectivity standard, right? So this is going to be the universal language. Because you you almost have to think about we have all the, our smart home stuff is like the world. We've got all these different languages and they can't communicate well. So some of these things will Apple Apple, versus Google, Google, Amazon, Amazon, right? All these things don't work well together. So what matter is going to be, it's going to be a common language that's going to let everything communicate. So remember how we think about back in the 80s, right? We had VHS and Betamax. (laughs) 
Remember that big tape? Remember that? Or we had Blu-ray <laughs> and the tape. HD DVDs, right? Of the 2000s, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so we ended up ending up with, well, guess what? VHS beat out Betamax. Blu-ray beat out the HD DVD. So they're now creating this new standard, which is going to be really cool. Because right now we've got Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, Z-Wave, Zigbee, (laughs) but none of them have gone all the way across the board, right? So now we're going to have that. What that's going to do is you're going to be able to buy the device, plug it in, and it's going to work with the rest of the smart home. It's just going to work. That's what I like. I think it's really going to make a big difference of how this works together. So now here's the players of this, which is kind of cool. Matters being developed by Amazon, Apple, Google Nest, Samsung, and a lot of other companies like Ecobee, Philip Hue, you know what I mean? All those mm, different mm-hmm. guys. This is going to be super cool how this all plays together. So many people are calling this the new renaissance of the smart home. But I think that's the goal. I think most people, even if you are a person that has, you know, the 32 apps, it makes it so much easier to just have now, I want to make that works together. Yeah, I want to be clear. This is a what they call a unified connectivity tech for a smart home. It is not the smart home platform like Apple HomeKit or Google Home or Alexa or SmartThings. So it doesn't automate anything. It just provides the basis for everything. The to network. Yeah, it's yeah. like the network so they can talk to each other. But then you still yeah. need the app that's going to do your particular home and your functionality and all the things that you want working in your home technology. That's going to be a big, big deal. So I'm, I'm ex- excited to see this work. And I think it's going to change how we look at smart homes from here on out. It's something that I've been saying we've got to do for probably five years. I've been speaking about this and that's going to make things really, really work well. And I think that's going to be the, the, the next greatest thing that we're going to see in the next year or two. We're kind of in this brand new renaissance of actually things working together because right now we have a lot of dumb smart home things. And I think <laughs> like you and I had talked about, we're going to have things now starting to anticipate what we want them to do versus us having to grab our phone and tell it what to do. And it has to be easy because there, there are a lot of generations, right? The older generation, the baby boomers, they need And they may not be so tech savvy, but they need to utilize these technologies, one, to help them live longer, help them to navigate, you know, as you as you said, aging in place, all of those things. Right. So it's got to be more user friendly. And I think that's where this is going. Hopefully I joke because my dad always says he goes, I don't have to learn technology. He goes, eventually I'll just be able to speak to it and it'll do what I need it to do. And, you know, that's (laughs) really true. You know what it I is. mean? But it's probably true. He'll, he'll say, it is. wash my dishes <laughs> and it'll do it. Shop for We're me. We're getting there. We're getting, mm-hmm. well, you can do that now. You yeah. can use your voice assistant now and, and order stuff and get it going. I could order everybody a pizza right now if I wanted to by just using my voice and their voice connected appliances, but we're not going to do that right now. <laughs> All right, Caroline, I'm hearing the music, which means we got to go. We have a giveaway coming up in the <gasps> next hour. A $250 Visa gift card. (gasps) We're not giving away a product. We're giving away money you can spend. 
Thanks to our friends at Sashco. And we'll do that just as soon as Around the House returns. Hey, it's Eric G from Around the House. Are you planning a decking or siding project this year? If you are, you've got to check out my friends at Millboard. Millboard is a completely different kind of composite decking and cladding that enhances outdoor spaces with enduring distinction. Hand molded from the finest oak, it realistically mimics the natural grain and color of premium hardwood. If you're looking for something that doesn't look like plastic and instead real wood, check out millboard.com. Make sure and check out that interview we did just a few weeks back. That's millboard.com.